Alrighty, hello. Welcome back to WCAT Chats. This is episode 24. I'm Nathan Roger. Alongside me is Kate Lockerman. And today we have a very special episode with two very special guests. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Tell the guests a little bit about you. Yeah, I'm uh, George Maddy. I'm a senior on the tennis team, captain this year, on the team for four years. So, Yeah, my name is Kanav. Um, senior as well. Uh, tennis my only sport, but I love playing it, so. You guys want to give us a quick little like update on the season, where you guys are, and what you're looking forward to? So, actually, this Saturday at 1, we have our uh, state championship. This is going to be our third one in a row. Would have had four if it wasn't for COVID, but, um, yeah, it's been a great season. We've we had two losses this year, one to GAC, one against Macaulay, both, like, incredibly talented teams. Uh, but usually we got really close this year beating Macaulay, but close loss. Yeah, it was one of our better years. I feel like this year we had the strongest chance of beating Macaulay, who's their number one in the nation. They're always kind of our toughest competition. So it was nice to go out there, and we like played a really competitive match, and it kind of came down to the last one. So it's been a fun season so far. How long have you all been playing tennis? When did you start? So I started when I was five. Um, my – my neighborhood hosted like a, it's a tri camp. It was like tennis, swimming, golf. Let's just say I wasn't good at swimming or golf, so I stuck with tennis. And I guess that was just what I, I just started playing tennis ever since. Yeah, I kind of started when I was like around 10, maybe fourth, fourth grade. I was kind of playing a bunch of baseball too. So it was kind of tennis and baseball for me up until seventh grade where you kind of had to pick a sport since they're both in the spring season. I just kind of chose tennis and then kind of ran with it and really kind of dropped baseball after that and took it really seriously. So, Yeah, going back to the season, what are some higher lows, maybe like team-wise, off the, off the courts as well? Um, definitely we, went at, we had a Chattanooga Rotary Tournament where we played against, I think, seven other schools across the, uh, the south. Um, we got second, losing to Macaulay again. But it was a really great time. We even got to go to the um, one of our t- team members, the Burdells, also who played one and two for us. Um, we went to their grandparents' house in Chattanooga, overlooked the entire river. Um, definitely one of the top moments of my season. So, yeah, I definitely agree. That's up there, and especially like the ten- tennis-wise during that tournament, we uh, we had like a bunch of people play really well. I know Charlie won his flight in singles. Evan got second, and uh, Jack and I came runner-up in doubles, too. And then Charlie and Evan won their flight in doubles. So we had a really successful tournament. I think that's definitely got to be our highlight of the season so far. How's the team grown and developed over the course of the season? Well, at the start of the season, it was kind of like upperclassmen hanging out with each other, seniors and juniors, and kind of leaving like the freshmen and juniors behind. Like we, I guess that's just kind of like how high school kind of is, but – on a tennis team that like where the whole team is kind of playing because that's how it's like Giza's motto is one team. Um, it was kind of hard for us, like especially with Giza going out. Uh, he actually broke his knees early on in the season, so we lost him. So we like kind of lost the guy who kind of connected us together most of the time. Uh, kind of felt like we were really on our own, especially because Vuk, he's a great coach. I love him. He doesn't know much about tennis as we as we hoped, um, but. It was just hard kind of connecting us together, especially because now I started playing with one of the freshmen on the team for doubles. Um, but I think over the course of the year, like, we, we started, like, 
mixing up pairings. Like me and George would like help hit with the freshmen a lot, uh, just so we can like bring them up and so they can get used to talking to us. I know it's maybe they're a little scared to talk to us, but yeah. Yeah, I think this season more than any, people have been like forced to step into roles that they haven't previously had to, especially with Giza coming out. I know like for Kanab and I definitely like stepping up and like running practices a lot of the time since we don't have necessarily a coach there all the time. But uh and definitely people stepping up like freshmen like Landon Cummings stepped up and he's now in the state lineup. It was kind of like a last minute change and Jack Velarde, another freshman, had to step up and so play in the state tournament. So I think this year honestly is like a big growing year for the team, especially since we're a senior heavy team. I think it's like really trying to get the team ready for when we all leave. Like you mentioned, the freshman and the sophomore kind of making a big impact. Who are some like other key players you think after you guys graduate, of course, in the coming years can make a big impact on the team? I think, I mean, I think we have a very talented team all around. Like we've like, but definitely I think Jack and Charlie Burdell are definitely probably two kids who are going to play division one, power five tennis. And so I think having those two kids be routinely in the starting lineup is just definitely like a really like key key part of our team's success. And I think I think just continuing practice and maintaining like our whole thing is that we have a really deep team talent wise. So I think kind of maintaining that. Yeah, and so definitely once Jack and Charlie off into D one sports, I think the next future of the team is probably like the range of Devin, uh Arjunaidu. Um, and then Alex Guido, and then all the way to, as George was mentioning, Landon, Jack Velarde, and definitely these two freshmen called the, the Jindal Twins. We, we always just call them Jindal. We don't go by their first name. Just, they're just the Jindals. But they're definitely the, the future of our team. So how has Coach Giza played a role in y'all's experience at Westminster and uh, on the tennis team? I mean, I think definitely on the court. Like, I think – Coming up and being a freshman and playing on the varsity team, it was kind of hard because I know Kanav and I both, we both played our freshman year and we weren't, we weren't really sure because COVID, we didn't really know many people. It was kind of, it was kind of hard to really like figure out like what the team, team meant, especially sophomore year when everything restarted. And so I think Giza like showing us how to like really become leaders and then also just being there, being someone who like you can stop by after you've took a test and you felt pretty rough about it, you can stop by his ask you classroom and really talk to him. I think he's like a really, he's a really big personality on campus. So I think being really close to him has definitely like been helpful throughout our high school experience. Yeah, and Giza's like, he's also like, we obviously kind of know more like tennis skills probably than Giza, but Giza just knows how to run a team and kind of like inspire everybody. Um, I mean, still to this day, every before every match, He'll create a new group text, like with people playing, and a brand new one every time. And he'll send like gifs and memes saying like, "You got this," or like, "Let's go." And then his favorite phrase, he goes, "Take no prisoners." Um, and then we we do our business, um, and we text him back and go, "No prisoners taken." So he's just always gonna be there for us, even I think after college, after high school too. He's always gonna be someone who wants to reach out and talk to us. So. Do you have like a specific favorite Giza memory from over the years? Ooh, um, I remember. I think mine for sure has got to be maybe junior sophomore year up in Macaulay, Kanav, 
new driver's license, eager to get on the bus. And I remember Giza allowing Kanaf to like drive the bus around Macaulay for some reason. That's probably got to be up there. Oh, uh, but also at that at the same time, Giza got lost in Macaulay. We were driving on a sidewalk for like a majority of the time, and I we were like helping him back out of the sidewalk. Um, and but also like another time was I think this year. Giza, we just, me, me and George just asked like, hey, Giza, what's some relationship advice? And he would just tell us. So he was like, he told us the three steps to be nice and he quoted the Bible and it was like, it was a great time. But yeah. What's your favorite memory, Ben, from this season? Oh, this season? Um, I think the Macaulay match was definitely a good one, the trip up there. But honestly, I think it's just kind of like, especially after this year, we became really close. It was kind of, you can see it now, like, and these last couple state matches really, I mean, tennis is a tough sport for a team because everyone's so individual. And then really we have like a 25 person team, but there's only seven people who play. So I think probably my favorite memory has been these last couple of matches, seeing like everyone like J bottom of JV to like the seniors who aren't playing, like everyone's there before the match is mm -hmm. like warming up. Everyone's there like cheering on your teammates. I think that's kind of probably been one of my biggest memories or something I'm like most proud of is that like the team kind of shows up for everybody. Yeah and it was it's always a great feeling to beat Pace the other day um, just because you know they're 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 you always think like oh they're like annoying kids so you just want to beat them but they're, they're they're nice kids but just the aggression between our two schools just always makes it feel good when you win them beat them so. Yeah like you mentioned <clears throat> you guys Tennis is a pretty individual sport, but you guys also both play doubles. So when, you, when it comes into like talking with your teammates and communication, what kind of role does being a leader um, kind of play on that? So uh, definitely because I'm playing this throughout the entire season, I've been playing with like a new doubles partner, like every match up until like the state tournament. It was, I was playing with different seniors, juniors, and then now, now I'm with the freshmen. Uh, but it was so I had to get used to like different playing styles uh, just because I've been playing doubles f for like the past like six years in tournaments and stuff. So I, I was definitely the more experienced player in the doubles compared to my partner. So the key thing is always just like no matter what you have to talk to a bit, talk to him between every single point, no matter if you guys, even if you win a, the shot, be, you win the point. Important thing is to talk to him. Like me and Landon, Landon's just, he knows his strengths, I know my strengths. You just have to understand that. Like Landon's super fast. He can get anywhere on the court at any time. So I let him do him stuff and I, all I try to do is just like place the ball where he can run and get it. Um, so that's the important part in doubles, especially because we also use signs where like tell people where to serve or where to return. And there's different like hand signals to do that. And that's always important to keep in doubles just so you can scare the other opponents, but also know what you guys are trying to do together. Yeah, like you mentioned, how it's an individual sport, but especially on doubles and really the team, kind of everyone plays next to each other. And so one of the things that like we always try to stress since it's an, since really every match is kind of individual is kind of you'll, you'll be sitting on the court and kind of in between points, maybe you'll like look over and you'll see like Kanav had a really good shot. So you kind of want to like yell down like, here you go, Kanav, like let's go boys. or like kind of cheering everyone on. I think kind of like creating like that atmosphere where everyone's kind of getting into it. I think it helps really, really like, I don't know, especially with communication, like Kanaf said, I think, I think it's just a big key. How do you handle your nerves and pressure during high-stake matches like state finals? 
I mean, I think I think mostly. I mean, I think mostly we just rely on the fact that kind of like, I mean, this is like, we have like the tennis at Westminster is very storied program. So just kind of knowing like the team's been here before. We've we've been here before. We've won before, and kind of to know that, and then also rely on our practice because I know one thing that's really important is kind of like we stress being competitive in practice, and so knowing that we like fight hard and play against our team, which is some of the best composition out there, I think we can really like breathe know, knowing we're going into the state state championship. And another thing is, I'm pretty sure everybody on the team has done through like USGA tournaments at like nat fives, nat threes. So they've been in situations where you were like, you're just alone by yourself on a court. And there's like no one like cheering you on, maybe your mom or dad, but just that's mostly just you out there. So I know that all of us have that experience in the back of our mind, and now we know that this time we have other people with us. So it's just it's just not as maybe not as stressful because you're not on your own. But yeah, yeah, like you said, not as your own as a family, as a team, going towards a big match this weekend. What are some like superstitions or pregame rituals that you guys do? Well, before uh, I don't know, but we we started kind of last year. Um, we did some some tank tops. For for state warm up, we cut we cut our sleeves off, um, but that's I don't know we don't necessarily have any rituals. I don't know. What do you think? I think I think definitely this week it's been more. We try to like make it more competitive and more games. This week like we've done a lot of competitive drills, and I think this week like last week and a half more than any we've kind of added like some punishments in for losing, and so uh, yeah. kind of drives some incentive. And then I know. Not everyone. We did it to everyone kind of before last, the beginning of last season. But I know, like, you got to shout out Charlie Burdell for getting like a mullet for the state state tournament. <laughs> Definitely like the haircut mm-hmm. ritual. So, so Josh joined y'all a little bit in the beginning of the season. How has he helped y'all's mindset? I know he's more on like the mentality and mm-hmm. the mental state of tennis. So how has he helped y'all in that way? So the good thing with Josh, Josh has been through the Westminster program. He knows what goes on in high school tennis. And on top of that, he's done through college tennis at CMU. So he knows, he's probably had played so much tougher matches than we've had already. So he knows how to battle through matches. Um, he, so he's always gonna be there to like, cause you can't really coach someone like in the middle of a match. Like, hey, you're like, you gotta stay your ground. Like you're not thinking about that right now. Um, just think, all he can tell you is keep on going, talk to your, talk to your, Devils partner, are you playing doubles or like, hey, this happens. Just you got to fight through this, and so that's that's Josh. Josh has been a great addition to the team. Uh, I know he's been really busy lately with the graduate school, so he hasn't been able to come out as much for practice as much. But he's there for the games, so that's that's what's important. Yeah, I definitely think I definitely think having him there. It's been such a big help this year. Just having someone who's like you said, kind of been there through it, because I know for a lot of us. Uh, Tennis at Westminster is definitely important, but I think a lot of a lot of times outside of school tennis can take priority because it's just a lot of traveling kind of throughout throughout the South and tournaments every weekend and practice. And I think knowing that Josh has been there, he helps kind of with our mentality off the court too to really balance like being a Westminster student, like valuing your academics, and then being able to balance Westminster tennis with outside of school tennis. So I think like having him on the team, having him on court, having him around, he's definitely like made an immediate impact kind of on the team. Yeah, looking back at your four years of tennis, you know, academically and on the court, what are some lessons you've learned as a Westminster student athlete? 
Um, one thing is you really got to balance it. I mean, you can't just put everything into one thing. I know because I've, I've done a lot of like extracurriculars. I was trying to balance robotics with tennis, and they just happened to be in the same season. So it was kind of rough, but the good thing is uh, with tennis is uh, it's more, I say it's more lenient than other sports uh, just because uh, the practice, you can always come later to practice because it's not necessarily a, a team thing. Everyone needs to practice together. Like I could practice at, at my academy instead. So that's the good thing. Um, but it's important to like, you can't, what I've learned is you have to be able to like space out stuff for different things, not necessarily go all eggs in one basket for tennis because there's definitely some more important things in tennis, uh, it, which is probably school right now. So, yeah, I think definitely setting goals is important because I know I know for like a lot of our team. I mean, Kanav, Evan, and I both kind of, or all three of us, we uh, we played. We've been playing pretty competitively since freshman year, and then you kind of set goals. Like I know probably all for, during freshman year, we we're all kind of thinking of playing. Tennis in college, and especially I know, I know Knopf kind of decided early on that like wasn't necessarily for him. But I think setting goals is important because focusing on what you want to do helps you to like prioritize either school or tennis or setting times for each is definitely important. What advice would you give to younger players? Obviously, one set goals. That's important. Uh, just know, but also like know how much I guess. When George was saying when I when I decided like oh probably not college that it's not for me, I realized how much work I was putting in was and how it was affecting my other like other parts of my life. Uh, just because I played tennis like maybe four times a week, two hour, two to three hours every day, and that was just like a, took, probably taking a toll on me. Uh, just because I didn't focus as much on my academics, um, but I would say just like no like kind of know your limit, see how much you can take and how much, how much performance, how much work you put in will obviously result in how much work you put out. But you also want to make sure that like, that's not taking control of your entire life unless that's what you want to do. So that's, that's what I would say. Yeah, and I, uh, I definitely think tennis especially, it's, it's so individual and it's such a grind. So I think really to kind of like embrace the grind and know that you've got to like, you've got to love to work. You've got to, I mean, I think I think it's just important. I know we've had we've I've had to sit down and have some talks with kids on our team because it's so hard. Everyone wants to seek like that that like immediate like validation and success from their work. But I think tennis, especially, one thing to focus on is like what you do today. Like you'll see the results in like six months. So I think like having that mindset of like six months ahead and trying to get one percent better every day is something to really focus on. Yeah, so going off the court, kind of since you're both seniors, leaving Westminster, graduation coming up, looking back at your Westminster throughout the four years, did you guys have maybe a favorite memory, not tennis-related? Um, mm, I just, thinking back on it now, uh, it's actually helpful, um, just because probably won't see a lot of these people again, but I remember, uh, let's think, This is actually kind of hard. Can't think of anything. I mean, I mean, I could probably yeah. go if you want. I mean, I think it's kind of like that every day, just like the camaraderie between our grade. I feel like there's like a pretty big group of, of, of friends, kind of Kanav and I both share that like just kind of 
some of these people just going between classes and after lunch and just kind of sitting on Spatio and being able to just hang out and like make jokes and have everyone laughing. And I think just really, really like those sunny days out on Spatio have got to be kind of up there with top memories. Not like one specific one, but just kind of hanging out up there is definitely. Yeah, and then I remember this year, like maybe like last month, um, we actually got a bouncy house on Spatio, although like Batch and Dr. Small and all the administration like begged us not to use it. I don't know why, just because they were scared of the rain. But it was good just to have that there to maybe look at. Uh, we had to bounce on it for a little bit, but I was just, that was really fun that we got to do that. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We, we had a great time learning more about the tennis and everything like that. Wish you guys the best of luck in the state finals. And thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Kanav and George. We had a great time interviewing you guys and learning a little bit more about tennis. But now over to other Westminster sports, baseball. They had a great season, but they did lose in the quarterfinals against Stars Mill over the weekend. It was a three-game series. They did end up losing in the first two games. But overall, a great season from the Batcats. And make sure to check out a few of our – we had an episode a couple episodes ago about where we interviewed Ryan Carr and Zach Hansen, to Emory commits. So make sure to go check that out and learn more about the baseball season. So girls lacrosse beat Mount Perrin in the quarterfinals last week. Unfortunately, they lost in overtime 10 to 11 last night at Wesleyan. And it was a great game and a tough fight. Hard to see them go out like that, especially after losing in the semis last year too. But it was a great season. Hope to see them back again next year. And the boys lacrosse team beat Pace 11 to 2 last week. And they lost, or they won to them earlier in the season, but it was a really close game. So it was great to have a big um, win. And they beat Wesleyan yesterday in the semifinals, 11 to 8, with two goals from um, Henry Douglas. He's a faceoff guy. And they'll play Lovett again this year in the finals on Saturday. Yes. Battle of Buckhead. Battle of Buckhead. And then Armstrong Jones recently rejoined the team after an injury, and he's had a lot of strong performances back for the lacrosse team. But his brother, Trumon Jones, class of 2016, well, we're about to learn more about him and his Harvard football, Harvard football player and now NFL player. So let's toss it over to Truman Jones with an interview. It is an honor to be talking with Truman Jones. You're back on the Westminster campus working out. Why are you working out at this point? Aren't you done with your football? <laughs> not done. Not done at all. Far from finished. Um, so recently signed with the Kansas City Chiefs and reporting to minicamp um, early in May. So finishing up, getting some extra conditioning in, making sure I'm ready to show up and put my best foot forward. Excellent. Let's go backwards. Let's talk about your college football career, Harvard. What was it like playing in the Ivy League? What was that balance of athletics and academics like for you at really one of the highest levels of football? Yeah, I mean, it was great. I loved my entire four and a half years at Harvard. I um, finished up this past December studying biomedical engineering. And so with that major, I put myself into a position where I had to dedicate a lot of time to both academics and athletics and really challenge me in both spheres to be the best person that I can. And so, you know, there were a lot of late nights in there, a lot of study groups, a lot of um, homework assignments being turned in right at the deadline, but um, wouldn't trade it for anything. I loved my time with my teammates and classmates that, that really helped me grow. Talk about some of those moments, maybe a Harvard-Yale game, maybe some other moments or big wins along the way on the on the football field. Yeah, I mean, I think back to um, Harvard-Yale my freshman year, we played in Fenway Park, which is the baseball stadium up there. And so just having, you know, the whole college atmosphere brought to a location in town that's so notorious, it was something really special. And then this past year, being the captain for this past 2022 team, um, being the one 
the soul captain and going out there shaking the hand with the with the Yale guys. Such a historic game and a tradition there. So it was just an honor to represent my team, represent Westminster in that way. You talk about that honor of being a captain, but this is kind of a really big deal. Uh, tell us a little bit more how that position gets selected, earned, and what responsibilities go with it. Yeah, so it's the week after um, the season ends the previous year that the entire team comes to like together. Each player gets one vote, including um, seniors that are leaving the team. They vote for who they want to represent the team as, as captain the next year. Um, so it comes directly from the players, and it's directly after the season, so you really have a fresh sense of what everyone brings to the table and what their personalities are. And um, the fact that it's only one person just means there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of eyes on that person. And, um, you know, with that, you, the captain always rises to the challenge. And what are some of those challenges that you faced as a captain, as a leader, as one of the key players on the team over the last couple of years? And what'd you do about them? Yeah, I think for me, one of the big things was being vocal and being able to speak up. I felt like I had always been a leader, but led by example and just kind of by doing the right thing every day. But now, you know, we bring it up in the circle after practice and I'm asked to say a few words or say something motivational to the team. And so it just required a little bit of forethought, a little bit of planning to, um, to make it happen. And I think the team responded very well. They appreciated my earnestness and honesty and everything that came forward. And um, they saw me grow throughout the season and saw me progress and become into that, into that vocal role. And I really appreciated them for letting me grow into that. Those are some good words. Now we've got high school kids here. We've got juniors and seniors hoping to grow into that leadership role. You mm -hmm. talked about being prepared and thinking it through about being vocal. What was some other advice for these uh, young student athletes as they're developing as leaders? Yeah, I think um, the biggest advice is just grow into the person that you wanted when you to be, grow into the person that you wanted to see when you were playing. So the teammate that you wanted to have, the leader that you wanted to have, you have every opportunity to be that, to do the right thing a lot of times, to give the right message, push people to work harder, to work hard yourself and set the right example. And so, you know, you look back and, and wish, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. Just do everything the right way and continue to progress and, and be a leader for others around you, even if you're not elected into that role. All right. Those are some good words right there. Talk to us about your uh, little brother, Armstrong, and uh, and I'm guessing how proud you are of him as he's evolved and developed and grown. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been amazing seeing him from afar. You know, I've been away from four and a half years, so watching a lot of games on WCAD and keeping up with his success. Um, and just really grateful that he's he's grown and matured and, and really put in the work and dedication that I know that is kind of fostered in my family and that he's developed and, and has grown and shown in high school. And so now he's at the point where he's starting to get recruited and pick up offers and a lot of that success is paying off. And I know he's staying focused and realizing that uh, this is just the beginning of a longer journey in terms of starting a collegiate career. Good point there also, beginning of a longer journey. Now the end of your collegiate career, you got to play a little uh, all-star action there. How has that experience, both fun but also meaningful as far as exposure and, and playing at a high level, right? Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun, honestly, just to meet players from around the country, guys that had a, had a lot of different backgrounds and from everywhere. And, you know, just hearing a lot about different programs and kind of what they brought to the table, the facilities they had and resources they had. And I really got the same reaction every time when I came up and introduced myself, like, oh, you went to Harvard? Or like, I didn't know they had a football team. Where is that? Are you smart? Or something like that. And so I gained a lot of respect that way just for, for being there in that, in that setting and coming from Harvard. And then also just getting able to, uh, to, to know players on a closer level. They saw that I was, like, really a cool person and came from a similar background as them. And um, in terms of exposure, I mean, it was, it was really important to show that coming from Harvard and Ivy League school, which a lot of people didn't realize was, is D1, um, really had to come and be on top of my game and showcase that I can play at this next level with this better competition. And so, you know, at times, like the first practice, I definitely didn't come out as sharp, but grew throughout the weekend, progressed, and showed that I am able to compete with, with players that are NFL caliber.
You sure did. And then leading up to draft week, what were you hoping for, expecting? Kansas City is where you land. <laughs> yeah. It's Harrison Butker, a Westminster grad. <laughs> How did all that come about? Yeah, leading up to draft week, you know, I really just put a lot of faith in God in my preparation and that all the work had been done, kind of all the eggs had been laid at that point, and I was really just waiting for waiting for the call, waiting for the results to come, and knew that either way I would get an opportunity and was thinking that whether it's drafted or undrafted, I'm just really grateful to be in this position and have the chance to earn a spot on a 53-man roster come the fall. And so um, just trusted that everything would work out and made sure I was doing the research and preparing myself to make the best decisions possible for my future. And you still have to earn that spot on the 53-man roster. That's going to be the challenge ahead. Yes, sir. All right, and good luck at minicamp as we kind of wrap things up and you've got the – Westminster campus behind you. What yeah. are your uh, quick recollections of your time here at Westminster, both with athletics and uh, the rest of campus and academics? Yeah, I just think of the people and kind of how it prepared me for my collegiate environment. I really came in freshman year to college feeling like I could thrive because I'd been in somewhere that was so challenging and also just offered so many opportunities that college felt like just a continuation in the next step. And so it is really thankful for my Westminster upbringing and the community here that supported me throughout my time. Truman, thanks so much for chatting with us. It's been awesome to hear your story, your stories, your leadership pieces and, and advice. And we do. We wish you the best of luck here at Minicamp and beyond in the NFL ranks. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Truman. Good luck to you with the Kansas City Chiefs and all of your future endeavors as a professional athlete. Now for boys soccer, they played a great game against Johnson in the championship. And it was a tight game, 2-2, two to two, until the last 10 minutes. But we did interview Noah Cooney last week or to make sure to go check that out and learn more about the soccer team. But overall, great season for the soccer team. And we wish them the best of luck next year. Girls soccer won the state championship for the eighth year in a row, um, right before the boys played. And we caught up with Kira Stoddy, Allie Ross, and a couple others. And you can listen to that in a previous episode. Yep. And the boys' tennis league, we talked with Kanav and George. They beat Pace last Thursday, and they're traveling to Barry College in Rome to compete in the state championship against North Oconee. So as we said with George and Kanav, we wish them the best of luck in the state championship, and they can bring another one home. So girls' tennis unfortunately fell short in a five-hour match against Pace on Saturday, 2-3, to three, and great wins from freshmen Sydney and Sadie and Shay coming back um, from down a set to win the next two. Um, congrats on a great season, and we're already ready for the revenge tour next year. Yeah, and then the track, they had compete in sectionals last Saturday, and they have state coming up this Saturday. So with all the runners, especially the senior runners, wish them the best of luck, and hopefully they can bring another state championship back home to Westminster. So the girls and boys golf teams won area, and they will compete in state. I think it's the week of exams for them, so they'll have to reschedule this. But congrats on area, and good luck at state. Yep, and then the crew team, congrats to the varsity rowing on two second-place finishes at the Tennessee-Georgia Scholastic State Championships over the weekend in Chattanooga. They play second in the varsity eight and the second in the lightweight fort. So congratulations to the Crew Cats. That's all we've got for this week. Thanks for tuning in to WCAT Chats, and we've had a great time here interviewing Kanav, George, and also learning a little bit more about Truman. Yep. So thank you guys, and go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.